Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast, part of the cultural influencers from Christian International and Chantel Cooley Ministries. Here we discuss and share leadership lessons, stories, and experiences to help you move forward in life. Okay, well, hello, Apostle Ron, and uh, we welcome you today to uh, this podcast on Leadership Wisdom, which is a part of our Culture Influencer Network uh, at CI. And Chantel Cooley oversees this uh, particular podcast for us. Uh, but we're excited to have you with us today. Well, it's great to be with you, Apostle Gail. And uh, it's great to be honored and be part of what Christian International is doing with uh, cultural influencers. So it's good to be with you today. Yes. Well, we are. We're really excited about this season. Of course, it's been a season we've all been looking forward to where uh, really God does things outside the walls of a church. And uh, we see that happening to a great extent. And I know about your background as a uh, person who had a dual role for many years in both ministry and business, uh, and that you were a Whirlpool Global Executive and got on a plane and, and flew somewhere around the world every Monday and came back later in the week and and uh, then pastored a church uh, on the weekend. So that's that's quite an amazing lifestyle. Well, it takes grace to do it. And the, the Lord gave me that for 23 years. I think I was with Whirlpool, 40 years overall in uh, industry. But uh, you're right. I traveled about half the time, about 50% of the time, which did um, really force me or encourage me to uh, have a leadership team at uh, the church that could care for the needs of the people during the week. And then I would be home uh, most weekends to preach. So that was good. And then at the same time, you're traveling around the world. Whirlpool sent me to some of the best schools. I got an advanced degree from NCAD University in France and Singapore in order to have my uh, global business acumen uplifted. So uh, there was a lot going on in my life at that time. And then uh, I, gra- I graduated from uh, Whirlpool business into my own. I have a Rayon Solutions LLC now that I do business consulting work uh, here uh, locally. Uh, for, and I've done some work in uh, Jamaica and, and uh, Bahamas and so forth. And, uh, people in Africa, people who have asked me to come and, and help yeah. them. So I'm still doing some business consulting for uh, leadership development, uh, for organizational effectiveness, and uh, for product and service improvement. So it's still got kind of a dual role going on where we're pastoring the church. And- I know you're like me; you never get out of you never get out of both of them. It seems no, like I- you always have a foot in one one of those worlds. Well, yeah, one true. of the things that we're finding out uh, today is that really the definition of what church is is totally changed over the last few years. I think. And where uh, typically it was thought of either as a building, if you talked about a church, or maybe as a service, if you talked about church service, uh, we found out uh, over these last few years that really the true meaning of church biblically is the ecclesia, the called out ones to govern and rule and reign. And so we see a lot of key seven mountain leaders coming forth to be great influencers today. Uh, but I'd love to hear just a couple of the stories about uh, your marketplace uh, past stories where God really used you powerfully uh, in the marketplace and sometimes to leverage business deals. So uh, I know you have a few of those. <laughs> Maybe so I could share a couple of you know, 
today. And so, you know, wisdom comes from God. It comes from that intuition inside. It comes from a revelation and understanding and a, a sometimes even a spiritual gift when something will operate in you to give you special insight. For my company, uh, Rayon Solutions LLC, I often say I have, I'm about insights for impact. And so, uh, you know, as you go along in the business realm, um, there's all, it's all about getting the, the business done and delivering products and services to clients and so forth. But it's also about developing people. And if you bring people to their highest potential and get them fully engaged, validated, committed, and growing, uh, you get what I call discretionary output. That is, people can work for eight hours a day for you. But if they really love what they're doing, if you have them engaged in what they're doing and they're uh, engaged with you as a leader, you get a lot more output. The discretionary output uh, comes out and uh, it, it's wonderful. And one of the things that we did, uh, an interesting story that I've told you before, but you like to hear, <clears throat> and some of our listeners <clears throat> excuse me, may not have heard it before, is uh, I had nine technology centers around the world, some in India and China and Brazil and Mexico and, and in Europe and so forth. And we had a, a very talented young lady working for us in our uh, China laboratories and, um, and doing product development experimentation and so forth. And she became pregnant. And um, in China at that time, this was several years before the rule change in 2015, but um, there was a one-child policy. And that policy said, um, if your first child was a girl, you could have another chance at a boy. But if your first child was a boy, you really couldn't have a girl. And so there's a lot of cultural as well as laws that were written to uh, really make it in encouraging people to have abortions and so forth. So um, she was very unhappy one day. And <clears throat> one of my leaders asked her and she uh, confided that this is what was going on. So um, I passed that on to my Christian leaders that were in our company that worked for me. And um, my German guy said to me, well, hey, why don't I create a job for her here in Germany? And we'll bring her over for a period of time. She'll do the work in Germany. The child will be born in Germany and uh, we'll solve the problem. And, um, you know, a couple things, two or three things happen there. One is that it's a demonstration of the kingdom that God loves people and he loves children. And uh, he, he wants us to, to bear children, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. That is not about population control with God. He has unlimited resources. And so we got a chance to really demonstrate that. Two is that we, we have now a, a lifetime uh, of engagement and um, really uh, loyalty uh, from an excellent worker. And um, three, it introduced the idea to the people in Germany as well, who are maybe not as open about their faith as some of us are. And so we, we just got a lot of benefit and a lot of gain out of that. And, and we were thrilled uh, with this child being born. So that's one story. That is just a, such an amazing, amazing story. And uh, to see how God uh, positioned you uh, to be influential uh, in that young lady's life and uh, to see her whole destiny change uh, by the fact that you were positioned in a righteous way to bring righteous influence. So uh, we see that happening in 
uh, so many different realms of society. I believe today that God is strategically uh, placing people in key positions uh, to do things just like that and to uh, be a, a force for him uh, of righteousness, sometimes in very dark or unrighteous settings. Uh, and so that, that story was always such an amazing one to me. And then I also know the Lord even uh, used you and spoke to you sometimes uh, in the very boardrooms uh, that helped to shift uh, your leverage and situations. So uh, tell one of those. Those have, have some great ones. I got, got a few of those. But before I forget it, though, about two years on down the line in the, the Chinese story, one of our missionaries that I'm related to is up in northern China and had a tremendous revival there and baptized many people. And she returned to the States and told me, wow, one of these guys, I believe he's to be the pastor of the group, but he has no training. I need to get some books to him, some training materials. How can I do that? So I called this lady in Shanghai that had been the lady that we transferred to Germany. And I said, is there any way that we can get some material in. And so the next time she was in the States, she took back all the material that we needed to really educate and plant a church in uh, Northern China. So there's never an end to the relationships that are built and the stories that continue. Uh, one time I was in a negotiating um, table in um, Korea and we had been buying a lot of microwave ovens from a certain large company there. And um, we had something called an epidemic clause. And what this clause says is that up to 3% failure rate in the field, Whirlpool's accountable for all that. But above 3%, the uh, manufacturing supplier would be accountable. And we were having some problems with certain lots that had been running for quite some time. And uh, we knew that it was probably their problem. But uh, what we needed was the data, and they had the the data. So I'm sitting there and we're negotiating in Korean and, and, and through an interpreter, of course, I don't know any Korean. And so they're talking among themselves. But all of a sudden, Gail, what happened, Apostle Gail, was the Spirit of God came on me and I heard them. They, they would speak in Korean and then tell me something in English, you know. But I heard them speaking in Korean and they said, you know, we have the data. They don't know that we have the data. But, you know, this is a, a, over a half a million dollars. And we, we really, I don't know, we just can't tell them that we're accountable for this. And so after hearing that, I, they turned to me and started talking. And I said, I'd like to ask you one thing. You, you just said to one another, you have the data. <laughs> and the, the, uh, their eyes got very large. And they said, Mr. Rayon, you speak Korean. And, <laughs> You should tell us, you know. And I said, well, today I do. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was just amazed. And we saved a lot of money that day because of the <laughs> So that was a fun one. That is, <laughs> yeah. that, everyone, uh, I bet, was quite shocked when, when you came out with your comments on, yeah, on, yeah, on I, in that boardroom. Yeah, that was a tremendous one. Yeah. But, I, <laughs> but I also know that you're... Uh, leadership uh, and wisdom for leadership carries over into the local church as well, and that you have a passion really to see those uh, Seven Mountain individuals empowered to be successful and to have great careers. 
Um, I remember one uh, story you shared with me about a young man in your church uh, had come to some kind of hard times uh, and that the Lord spoke to you very mightily in wisdom about what you have in your hand. Yes. Um, this fellow was working at a bank and they downsized or had some changes and he ended up without a job. And um, he was in my office and it was a very sober time because he had a large family and he was the main provider and um, really didn't know what to do. And I said, well, let's go up to the altar and pray together. So we went up there and we began to just pray. And, you know, uh, some people really don't understand everything about the Christian faith, but and neither do I. But one thing I do know is this idea of praying in tongues, that is a heavenly language. Um, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 that we pray with this in the spirit and we pray with the understanding. So sometimes wisdom will come to you if you're praying about a situation in the spirit. God will suddenly just bubble up a revelation of what's going on. And so the Lord spoke to me and he said, ask him what he knows how to do. And I always knew that the Lord would bless what's in your hand to do. He'll bless what's in your hand to do. If you just begin doing what you can do, it'll lead to a blessing and a moving into the next yeah. thing. So I said, what do you know how to do? He said, well, my nephew and I, we have refinished decks and we, we know something about refinishing decks. And I said, well, what kind of equipment do you have? And I began to ask him enough information and we really got a download from heaven on formulating a business just called uh, you know, deck, deck repair, deck refinishing. And um, they ended up calling it Brilliant Finish. And uh, Brilliant Finish over the year, uh, two year period, became the uh, largest user of deck refinishing material uh, from, the, um, from the paint store. And the paint store uh, got a hold of him and taught him how to do other finishes for garage floors. And um, one time he called me, he said, I'm at a million dollar house on Lake Michigan and more than like four or five million dollar house. There's this huge uh, deck to do. And I, I don't know quite how to bid it or quote it. And, and I said, quote it high. <laughs> and he did. And uh, he called me one day, Apostle Gale, he called me one day and he said, a guy with a log house, a log home wants me to completely refinish his log home. And wow. I said, do a third, a third, a third, a third on material, a third on labor, and a third when you're done. And he said, will he do that? And I said, there was only one way to know, and that's to ask him. Uh, <laughs> his wife created some cards. We went to, in the South Bend area, which is a larger not market around here. And, um, and so he began to uh, be promoted and promoted and promoted again. And um, the wisdom of the Lord comes to us in steps and if we're diligent in the thing god has given us to do uh, he gives us a divine connection for the next promotion and so all during this time um, he was making one strategic move after another and finally last uh, two years ago he became president of the entire america's part of this company and he moved it to our town and brought jobs here. So if we can just find the next thing God wants us to do, the next step, 
he will lead us uh, step by step. The Bible says the steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord and getting our life in order. I'll also tell you that this young man has his family in order, his church responsibilities in order, and his business in order. And I kind of feel like the seven mountains, the cultural changes that we're trying to make uh, in the whole world as the ecclesia, you know, we really need to see that God wants us to work not only in the family and in the church, but in the marketplace, in government. I also have another story. There's a, a person near me, uh, Steve Garva, who's running for office this year. And I began working with him a few years back. And uh, so I really think in government, there are uh, more opportunities for us also to coach people to achieve their greatest um, potential. Yes, well, uh, Jeremy and his family uh, were such a blessing to us here at CI, but also to our community after Hurricane Michael, the uh, one of the, the top hurricanes that ever hit the U.S. mainland. He brought his whole family down yeah, he and did. helped us in the food line, ran his big truck to secure provisions to bring back meat and uh, chicken. And uh, so he was really a great blessing uh, during that season. Every night we, we would, would go through this uh, uh, quite, a, quite a large uh, food program and he was right there, and each one of his kids were helping uh, right along with them. So they were a real blessing. But we just have a, a couple minutes in closing, Ron. So I'm just going to ask you what you see uh, concerning equipping Seven Mountain influencers uh, as a uh, ministry or in any other way that uh, you see that happening right now. What are some of the keys so that we can get the Seven Mountain people advancing. Yeah, we have a business group here, Apostle Gale, in our community, uh, people from different churches that I've joined that business group. We also have a group of business people in our church. And um, so I get, and, and I'm also coaching, of course, some people in uh, other states and other areas that, that call me for uh, prayer, um, guidance, wisdom, uh, advice, and I'm working with several companies. But what I really encourage pastors wherever I go is that God has given pastors a special authority and accountability to bless the people and the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. You're privileged to give. And what I, I tell pastors is Isaiah 2 and Micah 4 are two key chapters for this period of time. The Bishop Hammond talks about the release of the third and final reformation. Uh, where the, there's a fulfillment of everything spoken uh, by the holy prophets, Acts 3.21. And so if you read Isaiah 2 and Micah 4, you will find that it says, and shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the house of the Lord, and that's us everywhere. It's not churches, it's, it's ecclesia, it's the people of God everywhere that is the mountain of the house of the Lord. They will be established above the other mountains. So I, I do this. I, I get with, with the people of God who are in business. I'm, telling them, I'm announcing your promotion. I'm releasing the blessing of God to you for promotion, promotion, promotion. And it happens. We've had people increase in business, buy new businesses. In my business group here in town, we've bought businesses, sold businesses. In the counsel of the Lord and the wisdom of God, 
comes in the blessing of God. And the other thing that I find I'm doing individually now is God is dealing this period of time is so critical. Uh, Bishop Hammond talks about this latest test of the pandemic is to sort out kind of who's who in the leadership. Who's going to come through this strong? Who's going to come through this with courage? Who's going to deny fear and move forward even in these times? I'm dealing with people in this realm, their identity in Christ, their purpose, their authority, and their destiny. God wants you to be very clear about who you are in him. He wants you to be very clear about authority. And one of the greatest days in the history of the world was the Ascension Day. It happened between Passover and Pentecost. It's the 40-day time. The children of Israel, 40 days, came to Mount Sinai, and they got a download of the government of God, the authority through the law to manage their nation. I believe a week from today, which is the uh, 21st of May, is Ascension Thursday. It ought to be a great celebration. It's the day Jesus ascended, and gave all authority to the church. So God is dealing with us about the authority that we have, identity, authority, and then, of course, purpose. Your purpose, if you've read Melody Hilton's book, Higher Learning Living, you find that purpose is our passion. Purpose is in our natural skill and supernatural skill that God's given us, and it's in our target people group. So getting business people to realize that they were created to do the business they're doing the reason they have a passion for doing what they're doing is God made that. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 tells us we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so we come to our purpose in our passion, our natural and spiritual skill, as well as our people target group. What, what is it that you look around and you say, I just can't stand to see that that way. We, that has to be fixed. I've got a guy that has a lawn service in my church, and he just can't stand to have a blade of grass out in place. He can't stand to see a dandelion grow. He, he has found his passion, and he's really good at it. And he does a manicure job of million-dollar homes on Lake Michigan. Makes a lot of money. He recently went through a physical trial, and the, the people paid him anyway, even though he wasn't working, just because they loved him, and they know his passion for his business. So all those things our identity, our authority, our purpose, and then our destiny. Uh, God really wants you to be a successful business person. He wants to demonstrate his kingdom. And I'll close with this, Deuteronomy 8.18. It is God who gives us the power to get wealth that he might establish his covenant in the earth. We want to be like Abraham and say, look at all this around me. God gave me this. No man gave me this but God. So God bless you. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Apostle Ron. Such a such keys for uh, leadership wisdom in the marketplace, uh, in the ministry endeavors, and empowering people. Uh, we believe that's all happening today. So, uh, thank you so much for uh, being a contributor uh, here at uh, this podcast. And uh, we'll be doing some more things in the future. I know. So. We'll be knocking on your door again. So, uh, but once again, thank you so much. We bless you today, and and uh, have a have a great 2020 year. Amen. I received that. You as okay. well. God bless you and your family. God bless you. 
For more information on Christian International, visit ChristianInternational.com. And for more information on Chantel Cooley Ministries, visit ChantelCooley.com.